0: Good morning, yeah I'm saying good morning because it's the morning time, I forgot to do the pod last night, doesn't matter, I'm just going to start saying good morning when I forgot to do it and I'm doing it in the morning, so we all know, so we're all on the same page. Anyway, this is the evening Almanac, you can pretend it's the evening, you, put, you can pretend that you're in a private members club in a big leather tall back chair wearing a smoking jacket, smoking a stoogie, and having a brandy by a roaring fire networking talking about industry after a nice meal of game meat whatever however you pitch your evening just do that maybe you listen to this in, in the evening now hopefully you got a window open and you got the mellifluous sounds of the city coming in you know that little beeping and the driving of the cars and the kind of hum of Activity, Whatever, however you want to do your evening. This is where we're trying to get into. This is the mindset of this podcast. So, I have got an interview today. It was uh, about a week ago, probably less, that I did an interview with this guy. So, that was the first stage. And we had a lovely chat. It was very nice. And now I have the second stage. And let's see how that goes. Now, this is for a corporate job. And the thing is, with corporate jobs, is... I've never found any value in them. I've done them for 19 years and I've never enjoyed them in any way, shape or form. I've always felt that being in office was me hiding from myself. And that's personal to me. Lots of people uh, lie to themselves and say they enjoy office work. But I have to go back because of the money. And I've got the skills to pay the bills. And I need to pay the bills because really the the there are bills. You need money to eat and To buy services, it's it's terrible. It's like a racket. Anyway, so I've got this uh, second interview at eleven thirty. So I'm queuing up at the depot now, trying to get my parcels to get back in time to get changed into a suit, top half only, obviously, to do a Zoom interview. And I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do this job, but I, I don't want the job, but I want the money. All right that's that's it's very I really really don't want the job but I really really want the money that's as much as it comes down to And if I don't get the job I'll be annoyed because I really need the money but then if I do get the job I think oh my god what have I done Cuz I don't think I've confessed this yet but let me explain something I never cry right That's not a boast it's just I don't really um Maybe it's because I'm lucky enough not to have things to particularly cry about The last time I cried properly was uh, It all kind of came out about my dad dying On a plane It was like a gut punch I was pissed And I watched a a film And it had a big Bob Dylan The Watchman in fact It has a whole Bob Dylan song right at the beginning And my dad and Bob Dylan are synonymous Because I just grew up with him listening to it And um, it was just after his funeral And oh fucking hell waterworks I had to go to the toilet and sit on the floor of the plane just sobbing my, my eyes out but anyway these are the th- these are pressure releases they need to happen there's a, it's like an emotional response it's like a kind of trauma coming to the surface it's probably very healthy to cry but I never cry really and when I got made Redundant. In fact, when I got furloughed March 2020, and then I got made redundant in July 2020, I'd worked in office offices for 19 years and hated it the whole time. And then I was watching this TED talk in bed by myself. It's called "Conquering Fear" by Jeff Thompson, who's like a spiritual writer, but also used to be like a bouncer in a, in a really tough nightclub, and he's a martial artist, so he's like very hands-on and very physical, but at the same time very spiritual. He's an interesting guy. Give it a watch. And anyway, so this TED Talk, he is quoting Rumi, the guru, poet, guy. And he said, Rumi says, fear knocks on the door, love answers, no one's there. Right, Which is quite a powerful statement if you think about it. Because it's basically saying, you know, embrace love and fear evaporates. But he, he said this phrase, and out of nowhere I started bawling. Like absolutely bawling like I was a kid like just fucking I just tears came it was like again that gut punch it just came out of me and I was like what is going on and I had a big old cry and I I, I didn't know what it was about and then I came downstairs and sat with my wife and then she was like what are you laughing about upstairs and I was like I wasn't laughing I was crying (laughs) and then she was like why and I was like I don't know and we just, we, we, like, you know, she was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just, it just came out. Anyway, the next night I did these breathing exercises. Uh, part of the Wim Hof method that I do every night. So I'm sitting on the bed with the window open, doing my breathing. And I'm listening to this music, this kind of uh, tribal chanting music. Because I thought it might help with the breathing. Turns out I think it's better to be doing it in silence. But anyway, so I'm doing this, this breathing and as I finish the breathing, like I do a I do a really tense breast hold and then I finish and I'd finish my three rounds and then as I did the music kind of kicked in and it's exactly the same thing. It was like a bat over the head, a punch to the gut. Just I just fucking flooded like it all came out of me. And this time I was a little more focused about what I was crying about. It was all I could think about when I was bawling my eyes out was I was crying for the young lost man that I was and how unloving and and horrible I'd been ne- neglecting his needs for so many years. That's the sandwich woman, can you hear that? I'm having this talk and the sandwich woman comes in with a ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba horn. You know, she does the little sandwiches around the industrial estate. Anyway... So I was, so this cry, and and what I realised was, I was, the furlough period was the first time, and it was also lockdown, so people weren't going out, that I'd had time to just sit and be and relax for the first time in 19 years. And it'd slowly been ruminating in me how unhappy I'd been. Not in life, but in work, really deeply unhappy. Like, incredibly, deeply unhappy. And I got out of the office work and I suddenly felt... Like, it, it suddenly hit me after months of how miserable i have been and, and and I can't believe I'd put myself through that for so many years. Why did I do it to myself? It was an amazing experience. Like, a real deep, visceral message from my subconscious of of, you know shit you were you were so unhappy and i don't think I, I i think a lot of people delude themselves about working in offices but i don't think i realized how unhappy i was although although i realized i was unhappy i didn't realize how much i was and by the the, the reason one of the reasons why i got made redundant was because the mask was slipping big time and at, at work i was i almost felt like i was going insane and the weird thing about when you work in offices is you're not surrounded by people who are creative. You're not surrounded by people who are, like, driven by their own motivations to do stuff. They're, like, entrepreneurs. You are surrounded by people who are steady eddies and they're box tickers. And so every time I talked to them and I said, you know, don't, God, don't you find this soulless? Or don't you... Like, they would just say, no, this is great because I get this money to do this and that. And I felt like I was going insane because I wasn't surrounded by the the, the people... ...that I needed to be surrounded by. Like, since doing comedy... ...and I've done a couple of comedy courses... ...and and then obviously met a lot of comedians and things... ...you're surrounded by people who are like... ...oh, hang on, you, you're you're all artists. You're all actors. You're all comedians. You're all writers. Like, I, I did that gig the other week... Um, ...on on a, on a Saturday... ...and there was f- uh, four of us on the bill... ...and we all sat around four or five of us on the bill... ...I can't remember. But we were all sitting around one table... As you do before a gig chatting. And it turned out that every single one of us was a writer. And we all wrote. You know, and I write and I make money from writing. But everybody else also wrote. And I I was like, shit, we're all writers. And then one of them said, well, of course we are. Because that's the industry we're in. Thanks for doing the horn again. Uh, And I was like, oh yeah, fuck. This is what it's like to be surrounded by creative people. Everyone's doing similar things to me. And you don't get that in offices. It's like... Invasion of the body snatchers Everyone around you Seems to have had their soul removed So bizarre And every time I've ever sought advice From people I work with And I stopped doing it Because I got older And I also stopped doing it Because they always gave me the same answer And the answer I always got Was As in like When I was having an existential crisis What do I do in my life And the answer was always Stay here or maybe go somewhere else, develop your skills, get your CV up, get a mortgage, slash, pay your mortgage off, maybe invest some money in another property or uh, in some kind of fund, and you know, hold on to retirement. That was always the advice. Climb the ladder, gain a bit more money, pay off your mortgage. And and you'd have ostensibly wise people telling you this, but then you'd look at them and you'd think, fuck, you're 50 and you work here and you've never done anything like this you've never left and tried something else you've always just been on this treadmill this corporate treadmill and when i was 20 no when i'm sorry 35 i decided to leave the university i was working and i'd left i worked at that university for eight years and it was a very steady job with loads of annual leave and a and a a final salary pension and I decided to leave without somewhere else to go to because I was like I cannot stand this anymore I need to mix it up a little bit and I ended up working in a fucking bank but the point is I had men grown ass men who were like in their late 50s and 60s coming to my desk and saying to me do not leave here right the job market's bad this is too much of a risk you need to stay here, and and I looked at them at both, and I was like, because it was two of them that came up to me at separate times, and I was like, you don't want me to leave because you never left, so I'm representing all the things that you never managed to do. If you keep me here, it makes you feel better, and this is what people do: they nay say all of the fucking shit that you want to do with your life because it makes them feel shit. So anyway, I'm going. <laughs> I've got an interview today. <laughs> And I'm looking to get back into the office work. I'm going to go into it with eyes wide open for two reasons. If I get this job, it'll be nice to have a little bit of money. It will help me remember whether or not I really do like it. And I know I don't like it, but I mean, I'm coming at it from a completely different angle now. I'm not trapped. I've gone back voluntarily. And the third thing is I know that I can leave at any time and I'll be okay. And I didn't have that before. I had the fear before. Now I know I can leave and I can at least stay afloat. So we'll see what happens Interview today And uh, by the way If I don't get it I'll be pissed off Because you know Welcome to being a human being See you on the next pod